Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I gotta go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Pop in your condom gum, strap on your bungee cords and get ready to get laid on Jim Morrison's grave. We saw an American werewolf in Paris, so you know what that means. Tonight, to talk to you about the 1997 sequel, An American Werewolf in Paris. A lot of people say this might be the best sequel ever. 
American Werewolf in Paris, Godfather 2, <laughs> Aliens. That, I believe, is the order. People asked us, why are you doing American Werewolf in Paris in Dallas? Well, because we know there's a Paris, Texas. They have their own Eiffel Tower. And God damn it, I think the Paris here came first. So there we go. That's why we're doing it. The other Paris stole from you. What is this movie about? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, Tom Everett Scott is a daredevil on vacation slash daredevil tour. He goes to Paris. He's not very lucky in love until he stops a girl from committing suicide. Talk about a meat cute. Finds out that she's a werewolf and then gets caught up in a lot of shenanigans. He also becomes a werewolf and his friends die, but we will break this down and so much more. But first, I must introduce you to my co-host. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome fresh out of quarantine, Jason Manzuke! Love these people wearing masks in the front row. Wouldn't it be great if we all wore masks? Oh, that's right. I'm in Texas. <laughs> Jason, have you ever seen American Werewolf in London? No. Have you ever seen... So we were just saying backstage, shockingly, one of the great kind of blind spots in my kind of film my filmography. I've never seen American Werewolf in London, and it is, I know, beloved, you know? Same here. So all three of us have not seen well, oh, the wow. original. But you, oh boy. here's the so thing. We're be pretty Neither informed. have the people that made this film. So we are in good company. Clearly, this is uh, very much uh, a sequel in kind of name only. I mean, it doesn't even have the Warren Zevon song in it. He had Werewolves that, in London. Is that what we think is like the most? Without Warren Zevon, it's not canon. Right now, we know that there's somebody out here who's an expert on a lot of things, from wigs uh, to, uh, you know, the, the proper way to, to do a lot of things. She's an expert, and she probably knows a lot about werewolves. Please welcome my other co-host, June Diane Rayfield. Careful. Welcome, June. Hi, How Paul. are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for good. asking. Um, you also haven't seen American Werewolf in London. No, this was... Um, oh, so much to say. There is a lot in this movie that is bizarre. Because on the surface... Oh, really? I, I would say on the surface, it could be a very good sequel, right? You got a great cast, Julie Delpy... Tom Everett Scott. Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen. 
a guy Wait, who seems so to sorry. be like the 90s version of Ike Barinholtz? Yes, but was- however, just I'm going to stop you right there because I cannot, I cannot sit up here in a swivel chair and allow an applause break for Julie Bowen and not Julie Delpy. Because... Oh. Absolutely. She's, honestly, she's one of the greatest we have. And to see her this way... Oh, but this is the beginning. This is the beginning. I will Just tell the you beginning. This. And we know that, but I've always... Truly a great. Truly one of the and great... And a great filmmaker as well. That's exactly right. We love her. And um, I will tell you this. Watch we the rich. Her. Watch the Richard Linkletter uh, before sunset, and think of her this as this character. This isn't unspooled. Yeah, think this of her as this. This character. isn't unspooled. It makes it so much better if you think she's a fucking werewolf. Uh, so when I was when I was watching this on Amazon, I hit uh, pause, but then you can hit trivia, and the first piece of trivia that pops up is Julie Delpy is quoted as saying she only did this for rent money. By the way, isn't that so... What, what didn't you just say, because we just did music from another room, and didn't you say that Jude Law had a similar quote about... Yeah. Right? That, he was, like, he was I, like, I did this as a money job. I needed the money. And, and honestly, that's how much fine. Could I need the money, too. Are you going to be an American werewolf in Dallas? Happy to be, if anyone's casting. You should but, be but the werewolf French goes werewolf out, in Dallas. <laughs> the werewolf goes out at night and is like, too humid, I'm going back in. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. It but, is too hot here. But Your I will state say, is on fire. I will say, uh, to Dallas's credit, the werewolf's hair looks great. Yeah. Oh, the humidity is doing wonders for these girls. <laughs> I mean, I guess let's get into it because I was at once I realized that Julia Delpy was the werewolf. I was so excited, and I was like, "Oh, this is so interesting. I've never seen a female yeah. werewolf before," and and and. I'm so um, intrigued. Um, and then... And then when did it wear off? So, <sighs> well, I want to... I actually want to start with Daredevil Tours. Yes. Me too. I want to start with Daredevil Tom points. Everett, sex yes. points. Yes, we meet sex Tom points. Everett Scott on a train. So, I'm like... First of all, did they make those teachers themselves? I guess they did. But they did... 100%. Of course they did. Well, basically, but, he is traveling with one guy who was like Dan Cortez from like MTV Sports. So good. I was like, everybody laughing, you're old. <laughs> everybody not laughing, who's like, who's Dan Cortez? You're young. <laughs> Enjoy it. Why are you here? Go party. Enjoy your youth. But we we have our Dan Cortez character and our and our Ike Barinholtz. But here's my question about this tour, this daredevil tour. The Dan Cortez guy is the only one who looks like he is like an extreme sports guy. The other two guys look like they're just like I, I, Tom Everett Scott, are you a daredevil? I don't feel well, like... I don't well, think he's, he's, he's not wearing when a t-shirt. he is shirtless, he is scrawny and I love yeah. him. I love and, and, and I love Tom Everett Scott and he's doing he's so good in this and it's a blast. But he is like a scrawny skinny dude when he and I'm like, how what on what planet are you like we're gonna scale the Eiffel Tower, we're gonna bungee jump off but of it. But here's my problem with his character, not him. I love him, I was obsessed with him as a, a young person. I wish that he had been set up because at the end of the movie, and just to, to jump ahead a little bit. He jumps in when we get to sort of the cure for what's happening, 
with a line where he says, why don't I take a crack at it? I wrote it? this down, yeah. Right, I want to talk about that for a second because it made me angry. It made me so angry because I was like, my dude, like, it, this, her stepfather, Julie Delby's stepfather, who's a scientist and has degrees behind him, and even Julie Delby, who's had the experience of being in this situation Absolutely. and is a nurse. And he is, wait, 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 is she it seems like on a Eurorail pass trip through, like, on college semester abroad or something. Yeah. I feel like this is just spring break. Is she a nurse or is she just in the hospital to steal hearts? <laughs> well, that actually That's, is a good question. It seems like to steal hearts, but she might have some sort of I, I thought she connection. was a nurse. I believe that she's taking care of her dad with who is legless. When I will say that when I saw that legless she saw the werewolf. medical equipment. And you're saying who's yeah. legless, not legless. <laughs> <laughs> now but I would like to see a legless legless. The movie wants you the movie so deeply wants you to invest in their love story that you yeah. have to remember both of them by the end of the movie are murderers. <laughs> they have committed multiple acts yeah. of murder of, of innocent people. Now I want to be clear with you. Tom Everett Scott's character murders Julie Bowen. Yeah. Murders her. And at the end of the movie, is she released like his buddy Brad? No. No. She's trapped in some sort of hellscape limbo. Yeah. Because what? She just wanted to hang out with him and he turns into a werewolf, straight up kills her, and then is like, but I found true love. No, but she's... She's a woman who wants to have sex, so she got what she deserved yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah, save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice, plus visit your in-laws, plus venture into the wilderness, plus wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, it's all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. But I do want to talk about, like, because there were a couple times where I was like, I think I'm getting a little mixed up between vampires and werewolves and what I know about vampires and what I know about werewolves. Can I? Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Like I I would like like to say there's no silver bullet. There's no movie that that is about an iconic like um, monster. Sure. There are shockingly no exposition dumps, no rules, none. and, And also none of the totemic issues about werewolves other than the full moon, which they circumvent by being like, oh, we've got a thing that gives you an outbreak. And it Uh, seems like... But there's, yeah, you're right. There's no silver bullets. There's none of the iconic werewolf mythology is is even explained to anybody. No one even, like, attempts... Yeah, right. No one even attempts to say, hey, in this world, these are our rules, because it's constantly changing. And then, like, at one point, I guess it's getting close to a full moon, and Julie Depley is, like, super strong, but then she's not strong at all at the end. Is that just because as it gets close to the full moon, it gets... Re- it gets stronger. Okay. I but after the so. full moon, I think you're just a normal person. But if you take an antidepressant, you don't turn. Wait, or, an antidepressant? Or, it's- well, their dad gave her an antidepressant, and then she actually... No. She's he on a werewolf her- Zola? No, 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 no. She's not on Prozac. She's on a depressant. Oh, depressant. But sorry. not an antidepressant. There were so many things that it could have been because it also started as a Cinderella analogy. Like, he yes. finds the glass slipper. He has the one shoe. He has to track her down and find her. And is this your shoe? And I was like, oh, are they going to map a fairy tale thing onto this werewolf story? No, they're not. Um, but they not will map no. some limp biscuit onto Holy our shit. little detective scenes. I do want to play that because when, like, at first I was like, there was a band that kind of sounded like Limp Bizkit, and I was like, wow, guess I couldn't afford Limp Bizkit. Little did I know, only two scenes later, they were like, now we can afford Limp Bizkit for the detective montage, which Ike Barinholtz says, Ike Barinholtz, can we cue that one up? Uh, when Ike Barinholtz says, um, he goes, uh, he goes, um, or not Limp Bizkit, Smash Mouth, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, sorry. They couldn't afford Limp Bizkit. They but, could but afford they Smash Mouth. they are both Gonna be here at the county fair in one month. <laughs> together. Together. together at with uh, 311. Yes. Uh, 311. And incubus. Right? Oh my God. Um, 
But there was like, uh, <laughs> but there are That's some what things. music was. And everybody who cheered for Dan Cortez, you were like, I had those CDs. <laughs> the best moment was when Fred Durst played rock and jock baseball and totally hit the 100 home run circle. <laughs> uh, and they went up against LL Cool J's team before he was an actor. So, um, but there, there, is, there is a moment, though, um, where the Ike Barinholtz character says, like, okay, Mrs. Marple. And I was like... There's no way on hell the Daredevil Club is quoting, like, the secondary Agatha Christie detective. Also, also, is the, is the burn that you're Miss Marple but married? Is the I burn, guess! Is the burn that you're, like, Mrs. Marple? Well, that's what I couldn't understand about not just the rules of werewolves in the movie, but the rules of the Daredevil tours because i'm like what is it in this world of the of the film of the motion picture what is it to be a daredevil you know what is it is it just having sex no like, no is sex that, points, like the bungee jumping right and the, but sex points that's are fine. different than sex points are don't sex points don't, don't factor into daredevil translate. points okay right, so they're one just, guy has so, a lot of sex points uh, uh, okay so and that we know just because of life of course but they're i guess what i'm saying is they're just horny daredevils that's well, it? Well, two, two of the that's three are the, horny. That, that's the new Disney Plus series <laughs> featuring Matt Murdock. It ain't no joke that I am going Listen, to oh, get laid. I'm going to go down I on Jim Martin's sure, grave. For sure. That the daredevils were going to, the, dare, the concept of being in the daredevil tour group was going to come back in no. some way that in order to fight the werewolves, in order to become a werewolf. But it does order, help suppress it. What do you mean by that? The end of the movie. What the do you way mean? That they come keep, again? <laughs> what? Well, I thought this is apparent. At the end of the movie, uh, they jump off the statue of... <laughs> yeah, they, they jump, jump off the statue, off the statue yeah, at their wedding. But that is to uh, suppress the werewolf is what? in them. It is not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. The sure. fuck are no, you talking about, buddy? That's sure. how. What? Wait, how Pretty do you sure. think that was set up? This is a wild. <laughs> what are you talking about? He had already eaten the heart of the werewolf that killed this him. This is so he is no longer a werewolf, and because he's no longer a werewolf, she's no longer a werewolf. This no, is why does she not be a werewolf? Because the he, same oh. guy turned her. them both into werewolves. Oh, I actually thought that he Cloud. turned her. Okay, yeah, but either way, they're no longer werewolves way before that bungee jump. Because it is, and Paul, we know that because it, yeah, it is. Keep it spinning around. Several moons later, <laughs> several moons later, they are getting married to murderers. <laughs> justice for Julie Bowen. Justice, Honestly, justice, justice for, Julie, for Bowen. Julie Bowen, whose soul is at forever. Uh, un, uh, un, she's undead? What, what is she says? Well, she's as long undead? as Tom Everett Scott is alive, yeah. Yes, because you know, she she's cured. Rest. She's trapped in some limbo. Brad gets to go to whatever, but they're... He actually rushes it. He's like, I gotta go. Come on. He's like, thanks, Turn man. I'll talk to you later. Bye. 
deep fist yeah. bump. You know, it's fucked up. It is fucked up. But I want, you know, and we can talk about it for conservatively six hours. <laughs> but boy, do I wish this movie had been told from the point of view of the guy named Chris. The guy who was crucified? Oh, who's the guy who's crucified? Who's, who's, who's crucified and remains on the cross? <laughs> and, and flees, flees. Oh, we gotta remember. We gotta, we haven't even talked about the fact that not only are the bad guys werewolves, they're Nazi werewolves! <laughs> They believe in the master race of Nazi werewolves. This is some next level nonsense. It's not bad enough that they're like, we're werewolves. They gotta be like, and we only believe in the purity of this race. <laughs> but they also only wanna take the scumbags of the earth, right? Like they only want the bad people. I think they wanna chomp the bad. Okay. They wanna feast on the bad, uh, but Too turn. Bad. Okay, Go ahead. Sure, yeah. So feast on the bad to get their hearts so then they could turn into werewolves whenever because werewolves, but then to live as werewolves seems not fun because you're just... You just I, I don't know. They have raves all the time. <laughs> I mean, I guess. So you're... I just want to go back for a second. So you thought they were bungee jumping off the Statue of Liberty, and during that jump, I'm, they I was were. Googling you it right thought, now to you see. You thought yeah. that was because wow, that meant Paul. that they would stave off a full moon werewolf. Listen, you think Remus Lupin is out in these streets? You think Remus Lupin so is tough. out in these streets, being like, if I just bungee jump off of Hogwarts, off of off if of I, the Owlry, like, am I gonna be okay? I, well, and it's it's so tough because I sit here as I sit here tonight, you know. Yeah. I'm sure some of you can relate when you've been married to someone for a long time, Jason. You wouldn't know about this, <laughs> um, but I'm sure I just saying you won't understand what I'm gonna say. But when you've been with someone for a long time and then all of a sudden they do something or say something and you look at them and think, wow, I don't know you. I don't know you at all. Yeah. Yeah. You're brand new to me. Who are you? That's how I feel right now. I thought that they were, you know what I forgot? I really didn't really take in that Tom Everett Scott eats that guy's heart. Because uh, you see him, when he murders him in the train, it's like, ah! And then it's just like blood. Yes. Like, I, you don't see like a... You're right. Like, I you're right, see, like, but I think the, the connective apple. tissue... The con <laughs> you're absolutely right. You don't see that transactionally right. happening. The connective tissue is he sees the scar. Right. And is like, oh, you're the one who bit me. Right. So I know if I eat your heart, then that... But I so still want to see him bite the heart. But here's... He does, babe. He does. I was watching it on my iWatch. <laughs> So there, because there was some confusion, he thought Julie Delpy was the werewolf that bit him. Right. Yes, yes. And then he, realized, he didn't want to kill her. That yeah. ex. Because he loved what's her. Weird though. Does she know in that moment that she's not the werewolf that bit him? Again, the movie does us no favors. This movie is in. We talk so often about movies that are like laid like like that are leaden with exposition right. that have so much exposition that you're like yeah. oh this is insufferable this movie needed exposition because we did not uh, there were no there were clearly rules at play that they were just like oh, we're not going to touch it 
Uh, because I mean, we there, want them I mean to there's be a like, moment in this movie where someone escapes from the police, Tom Everett Scott, by getting in like a morgue slab. And it's like those detectives <laughs> saw the room with no windows and they were standing in front of the door. They didn't go like, let's open some of these doors up here. Let's go. This movie, here's what I had a question about. We've done a terrible job like talking about like the plot of the movie in a lot of ways. So, so the Daredevil Club goes to the top of the Eiffel Tower in order to yes, bungee sorry, jump off. Yes. Tom Everett Scott's gonna do it because he's behind in points and blah, blah, blah. Julie Delpy goes off, she's gonna commit suicide. He jumps off, he saves her, uh, he gets her shoe. Wait, can we just watch that scene? Because oh, this yeah. scene is amazing. This is the Eiffel Tower jump scene here. Listen, wait, wait, don't. Okay, nothing's that bad. Hold it. No, 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 no. Please, let me help you. Okay. What a meat cute. On his head, we must ask a question that we never allow to be asked, but is this entire thing a Jacob's Ladder scenario? Because, I mean, it, it would make more sense that because here's the two things. Dreams don't have logic. Here's this the movie two things either. that would happen in this scene. His leg would get ripped off immediately. And when his friends are pulled to the railing, they would be pushed through it and like into mush. Like <laughs> nobody survives this. Also, but you get 50 how do three dumb points. American like college students get to the top? No fucking way. They, well, the way they pop up like, doink? <laughs> I'm just obsessed with how, and I've never bungee jumped, so I don't, I'm not an expert in that field. Just that one. But I'm like, when you jump off, and even if you're trying to get someone, the fact that Tom Everett's got like morphs his body into a Superman position. He just knows he, what to do. Yeah, it seems also, like he's are been they planning traveling with bungee cord, bungee rope, I think bungee so. whatever. It's part of the Daredevil tour. You you get it on the first day of Daredevil camp. A bungee cord. But the movie baggy does shirts. no work to tell us that they are Daredevils. The movie should have opened with not them on the train being like, "How many Daredevil points do you have?" It should have opened with them doing a stunt. Something yes. that established them as they took point, the train, Jason. Point and break that's level. dangerous. Like it should, yeah. they it should have started with like a Point Break style. Not like, only that, Jason, though, but what it should have done is set up Tom Everett Scott as the guy who's really uncomfortable doing this stuff, the guy who doesn't want to do the scary stuff, doesn't you know like it and is super nerdy and bookish so that it makes sense when he says 
let me give it a try or let me take a crack at it. That, that I'm would still be so like, mad at that. That would be like I'm me so walking. Mad. It's so insulting on so it's, many levels. They don't even I, say he's a scientist. He no. He has no interest in science. He knows nothing. I'm like, wow, the hubris, you know? Well, here's This woman's my, been my, a werewolf for a long time. She ate her parents. Yeah. Here, like, here's the thing. Nobody in this movie understands what's happening in the movie. <laughs> right? Like, like absolutely staggering, life-altering things happen to every character in this movie. And they're like, instead of being like, oh my God, my friend just died. Oh my God, I've been turned into a werewolf. They're like, do you like me? <laughs> like... The movie wants to have it every way so that, like, there are, like, zero consequences. Tom Everett Scott is bitten by a werewolf and is very obviously, A, a werewolf. He's being told he's a werewolf, and he's like, ah, nah, come on. <laughs> and he does that for half an Long hour. time. He will not accept reality. He is hungry for red meat. This is when he meets Julie Bowen. He, he murders her. <laughs> And it's still like, oh man, I got a crush on this girl. Well, that's but another. There's no way I'm a werewolf, right? And that's another one of the rules I wanted to know more about. Like, when you're in your werewolf state, you know, do you remember that afterward? Like, is it. I think they are saying no. Oh, so he. Well, that actually makes me feel a little bit better. Like, so he's he not doesn't... a murderer. He's a dog. He's a straight up dog. In so those he moments. doesn't remember killing her at all. I don't think so. And that's but he what knows these he people, did. He knows he but did, that's but he doesn't remember. These people it. want the new world order to be just a bunch of dogs running around. They're like, wouldn't it be great? No Wouldn't disease, it be great if we could commit dogs? random acts of murder and not have to feel at all emotionally invested in the actions that we did? <laughs> Hang on, we're living in that. So um, I will say this. The movie doesn't know what tone it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's scary. Like, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's funny, but it's not really funny. And then sometimes it's just like an MTV movie. Can I ask, can I, to that point, yeah. can I ask a question of the audience? Because the three of us have not seen, uh, admittedly, American Werewolf in London, yes. right? Is this With, the audience Q&A section? I just want to ask the audience, and this is <laughs> dicey. <laughs> I want to ask the audience, like, that is a straight-up horror movie, right? But it's John Landis. It's funny, though, is too. It, but I mean, I'm sorry. What I mean to ask is, is there a romance inside of it? Yes. Oh, there is. Okay, so this is... <laughs> okay, got it. That's what I was wondering, because okay. this seemed to be so focused on their love story and not about the savage brutality of the werewolf. No, like, it, it, um, like, it, like John Landis, that's like one of his like classic films, And even though I haven't seen it. But the one thing I know about American Werewolf in London, this is the one thing. When I was a kid, I would go to like Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. No applause? Okay, so... Um, <laughs> But they would always have... Texas is like, fuck Disney. <laughs> Schlitterbahn! Schlitterbahn is what you should be talking about. It's a lot so, of work in Houston. <laughs> but, um, but, here, but, here is, um, but here's my thing that I knew. When I would go there with my dad, we would go to like the, the horror stunt shows. And it was like a family theme, like um, how they do movie magic and makeup and effects. And... 
the only movies that were available to show the effects were, were like R-rated films. So my first experience with Scarface was at like with a bunch of families in Orlando going, and this is how Al Pacino shot a man in the face. And they would play this scene where it's like, shut up, poof, blood. Never seen a man get his head blown off. And then the next scene- Wait, that was at Disney? Uh, Universal, slightly cooler. And then the other scene they would show is from American Werewolf in London. So I want to just do one thing because I think it's a perfect time to show it. So let's watch the transformation from this movie. This is the transformation from this film. So check it out. So many nipples! All right, so that is, that is the transformation in this movie. Now, the only thing I know about American Werewolf in London is every time you ever see a special effects documentary, it is referenced because what they are following is this transformation. So I just want to show, like, this is what they're duplicating, and this makes me upset. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Now that is a transfer. The one thing that we know from that movie is like, what an epic scene. And we just get turning into a fucking straight up CGI like yeah. that. This. I mean, again, Paul, this isn't unspooled. I just, just want to make sure you know that's not Amy Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, but it's like... I'm not but, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, the, the one thing that that movie is known for is this amazing transformation that looks so crazy and painful. And incredible. they don't do... Yeah. All he does is jump into a water fountain and come out like a Cloverfield monster. Like, he... Oh, yeah. Like, there's no, like... Well, also, that piece of filmmaking juxtaposing this horrible body horror kind of scenario yeah. against you send me is like, that's interesting. Like yeah. this movie is like, we're gonna play Smash Mouth and we're gonna have CGI <laughs> wolves run around and chomp people. Like. <laughs> and the thing about the CGI wolf, like the werewolves in this movie are so very wolf-like. Like, there's nothing about them that's really reminiscent of them ever being human. Yes. Yeah. We're, and I think that really hurt them. You know, because we don't get to see... We don't get that, any sense of their humanity, you mean? Well, yeah. Or that they are also, humans. also, I think they would have been scarier in some ways had they, been, had they looked more human. Like, they just look like crazy animals. The other thing that I didn't know about werewolves is do they have heat vision like the Predator? Because whenever you get That's the werewolf actually, POV, that was my question. like they can see heat, but everything seems to be heat. Not just like, heat, but not just heat. Also, like in the case of Julie Bowen, her perfume. Right. She spritzes yeah. her perfume around so that so that he will follow that. She's being smart. She's like, he's, uh, he's tracking my scent. And that's the thing is Tom Everett Scott starts to be able to, like, hear better and smell better. Like, 
Julie Bowen <laughs> is a tourist in Paris, and she meets a guy at a thing who's like, and he's a- literally approaches her like a fucking lunatic maniac, a lunatic, and she's like, I'm all in, all in. I he has in. like steak oil and juices all over his face he's, when he's talking he's, to her. He's chomping a steak. No, like, like it is. I my, my heart breaks for her. Justice again for Julie Bowen Listen, in this movie. Justice for Julie Bowen. And but by the way, even after she dies, she continues to turn in maybe the best performance thousand in the percent. movie. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. I would say. The most except gross for performance. Chris. Except for Chris, <laughs> who, who, the minute he runs out still crucified, I was like, I was like, guy, you win the movie. Because that must have been hard. I mean, can you even imagine having your arms out like that and running? <laughs> oh, Chris. With a cross? How many Chris takes been- of that? It's a big scene. How many takes did they have to do where he was like, uh, maybe can I have come off the cross? And they're like, no. no. In the in the you logic- carry it like Christ through the twelve stations. <laughs> I was a religion major. Who are you? <laughs> in the logic of this movie, Chris has been on that crucifix for two, three days. And to be quite honest, this is what I didn't understand about those skinhead werewolves. I'm like, so uh, from what I understand, once you become a werewolf, you have very little self-control. You need to get... In your wolf form. In your wolf, once you're a wolf, you need to get that meat. But it did seem... Another t-shirt idea. (laughs) By the way, that... That's the t-shirt. You need to get that meat. Dallas, Texas. But it seems... Andy McDermott's Steakhouse. Need to get that meat. But it seemed like those werewolves, the skinhead Nazi werewolves, were able to really restrain themselves around Chris. Even when they were werewolves, oh, like I'm he sorry. wasn't yes. interesting to them. They didn't chomp them. him. They Ever. were. I felt like that was only because they were using him as bait. But that's, I guess, my something. question. Once bait? you're a werewolf, can you even think through bait? Here's the th- well. Here's the thing. Oh yeah, I think you, yes, they can when they're in their skinhead form. But well, of what's course, interesting, but once they transform. But what's interesting is Tom Everett Scott again, who is the loveliest and who is wonderful. He couldn't give two shits about Chris or Brad. Over, His good friend over and over again, he saves himself at the expense of them. He, he never says, Chris is still in there. We got to go get him. He's like, where do I go? I'm out of here. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do. That's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right, for award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security, plus it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more, plus a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this, it's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when 
I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack, and my kids said, Mom said we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me, but I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... The charcoal mask, great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice, I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. My question is this. So... At the, and again, I'm going to go back, I apologize, but I'm going to go back to the beginning of the movie. The scene we just watched, Tom Everett Scott saves Julie Delpy from committing suicide by jumping off the Eiffel Tower, which of course happens all the time. He saves her life, she disappears. Then he's in the hospital covered in clumsy bandages. He sees her in the hospital, he's like, hey, wait a minute. And then she gets away. And what are the odds? He would see her twice, okay? Next thing he says to his buddies, did you find the note? And they're like, what note? He's like, her suicide note. They leave. They come back with her suicide note. Next thing you know, they're at her house. Is her address <laughs> on her suicide note? Wait, she said, I can't go on. I killed my parents. I feel so guilty. What's she her name? might have wrote, and, my, and Legolas is in the basement. Her name, the full address. <laughs> She might have been saying, Legolas is in the basement, come rescue him because no one's going to take care of him. Yes. So, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. The thing that I found to be more preposterous was the way they went to go find the note was to go through every garbage can within the area and find anything written down. They're like reading grocery lists, like, nope. Nope. Like, the chances of finding a suicide note. And when he note, goes to meet her at her house, again, Moments previous, he was covered in bandages. He's now wearing just a bandana. And not a bandana like this, but a bandana like we used to, when I was in college, where, like, 
tucked in back here. Yeah, it's like a do-rag, which I don't and, like to see white men wearing. And I was like, I was like, I this don't like is it. the impression you're going to make? Who was that rocker who had that VH1 show, right? Uh, Vince Neil? Vince Neil, yeah, it's that Vince Neil style. It was, and... No? Wait, what? Brett Michaels, Brett thank Michaels. you. Brett I Michaels. Apologize. Watch this. Texas watch relax. this, watch this. It, this is what we'll do in the actual show. You know, it reminded me of like Brett Michaels. That's true. <laughs> Good one, Paul. <laughs> and I was we never confused. I was condom... never confused by the ending. We haven't talked about the condom <laughs> chewing gum scene. I got that too. Wait, should we just can we just as we're giving justice for Julie Bowen, we have the scene queued up here. I just want to watch a little bit of Ju- Julie Bowen because this scene is wild and the way he approaches her, think of it as Jim Carrey from Ace Ventura. Here we go. Like, like, what? I want to be clear again. This is such a sympathetic character who is murdered. (laughs) The movie wants you to believe in the love story of Tom Everett Scott and Julie Delpy so much. Julie Delpy, again, the greatest that they are like, it is incidental that this woman alone in Paris (laughs) is murdered as a byproduct of their love story. Well, listen. It it doesn't weigh on their conscience Not for a second. By the way, I think that she should have been at the Statue of Liberty because it seems like they're doomed to walk the earth in slight step with the person that killed them. So I think that that's a great sequel. What I wrote here a number of times is, why not just explain what's happening? Why yeah, not, what's the harm? Why not just say, because people keep saying, like, what's going on? What is this? What's happening? I think, and, no, and people are like, don't worry about it. I it's think, nothing. I think one of the reasons for it is there are 14 credited screenwriters to this. Oh. Um, one of them being John Landis, who wrote the first one. Didn't use a single word of it. And then the other guys who wrote the first draft said there's only one joke left. And I didn't even hear that joke that they said was left in here. Wow. It really is like, there's a moment where uh, Dan Cortez, um, (laughs) uh, the character Chris, the crucified Chris, who's a Christ-like character, and whose body is fetishized to a degree throughout, where, where he is stripped down to his underwear, He's in the prison that Julie Delpy has put herself in before, and he wakes up like, huh, what am I doing here? What is everybody completely blasé about circumstances that are dot, 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 insane? And he's like, huh, okay. And what a good job he does. He takes off all his clothes. He gets the key to his cell. He opens it, and there is a curtained-off area where monster noises are happening. And he comes, he comes up to it and he goes, Hey, you okay in there? <laughs> My guy? No. <laughs> well, Like wait. some next level bad shit's going on. Like probably the guy or girl in there is not okay. You should be wary. Here's what there wasn't in this movie. This movie should have had one character who was not in it, who is... 
some grizzled old person, uh, some grizzled old man or woman who's like the Van Helsing of this story, who's like, okay, what you're up against are werewolves. They are in, they are vulnerable only to this, this, and this. They are the lineage of this. These are the young ones. They're arrogant and Nazis and blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's you know, give me Chris Christofferson or give me somebody. Oh, wow. Give me somebody in here who's like, here's what you need to know. Then that person gets chomped. But by the way, it's Tom Scott yeah. at least is like, now I understand the lay of the land. It, and it, we do too. It's 1997. Mm. I'm bringing back the rock and jock vibe. Put Tone Loke in there and have Tone Loke be like, hey man, so let me you tell you what's going on. you want this to be on. a full blown rock and jock cast? Yeah, I want this. I want Tone Loke to be a bartender. I serve them, but uh, yeah, these werewolves are crazy. You know, it's like, <laughs> you gotta watch out for these werewolves. You know, I would like He just works at the werewolf rave? I, I work for them, I don't question them, and that's a deal we make. I keep the tips, they supply the liquor. You know, and that's like, we tell you the whole story. I want that kind of guy. Uh, you we need, needed you, we needed a friar character yeah. for sure, but we only had fourteen screenwriters. We needed fifteen, I guess. <laughs> we needed one more. But wait, I, I, but the the question that I ask, I don't know if it's been answered by except for the yelling, which is, <laughs> could you tell the werewolves apart? Oh heavens, you could. no! What? Whoever no. said yes is a fucking liar. What? No. There is nothing defining about these werewolves. Except for this guy. Our what werewolf expert over here is like, I know, I know the difference. <laughs> How about when... when wait, wait, hold on. What, what is it? She has eight nipples, so you can tell the difference between a man and a woman. Nipples. He says I will that say. she has eight nipples. I will Sir, say you're right. I stand corrected. You He's are right. a smart person. She does have a full-blown set of nipples. So... Julie Bowen and Tom Everett Scott are getting it on on Jim Morrison's grave. He starts to become so hot, literally. Smoking hot. So hot. And he flees and jumps in the fountain. But he does explode then out of it in wolf form. Julie Bowen, obviously terrified for her life, runs away, blah, blah, blah. She manages to evade him. And this is where the guy that I thought was going to be the Van Helsing type character, the French detective, comes in and is like, I'm police, don't worry. And she says, do we remember? Oh, you cured my hiccups. <laughs> what? She just saw a six foot two werewolf that she was fucking and chased her through a cemetery and her number one Relief, point of relief is that her hiccups are gone. <laughs> that's Thank why, you, sir. You cured my hiccups. That's why I'm saying I do think, again, justice for Julie Bowen, and I do stand Tom Everett in solidarity. But both of them and the guy's dog. There is blood on his true. hands. It's true. They lift up that dog. <laughs> oh, my God, the dog. The they dog, the dog is Dunzo. Okay, I have never... I'm going to be honest, I've never really seen a dead dog. And I'm, I'm comfortable enough with you all to share that. And that was very upsetting. And the way they handled it. The way like, they handled it was like... And also the way it was splayed. Splayed out. It was like starfished out on the it's, ground. It to me it was so like terrible. he ripped it open 
and it just like stayed open. And like again, the lead of the movie, the man we're supposed to be rooting for has done is this. responsible for that. The guy that we're like, oh man, I just want them to make it work. He fucking ended that. But dog. Wait totally. A but and wait it's a like, second. Honestly, though, justice for Julie Bowen, but justice for that dog, justice too. Justice for that dog. You know? But, oh, also, you cured my hiccups. Again, <laughs> I cannot stress how preposterous that line is. But also justice for Tom Everett Scott, because he was just a daredevil on vacation who gets bit. <laughs> no, and he no, becomes a fucking monster. I disagree, I disagree entirely, 100%. Mom. So he should commit suicide? Julie Delpy said no. over and over and over again, get, the get fuck away out from here. here. Get Go. out Be of gone. here. <laughs> Your Go. life is in danger. It's not safe. And he was like, I want to fuck so bad. I won't listen to women. It was really, I have no sympathy for him. Really? And, and even oh, beyond that, Jason, I'm like, you make t-shirts with your friends about a daredevil tour. Like, whatever happens to you, happens to you. Like, I, 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 I don't, I can't I, I muster mean, I it I took up. more offense that, like, he was like, I'm in love with her. The suicidal woman who jumped off the Eiffel Tower who he's never even spoken a word to. He's like, but my she's my dream is, girl. Like, really? My thing is, she, so they're at the rave, the first uh, uh, Nazi werewolf rave. Him and his buddies, Claude has invited them. He told them she's going to be there. Obviously, she's not because they want to chomp these yeah. guys. She arrives and is like, oh my God, you got to get out of here. This is so dangerous. Your life is in danger. And he's like, what? Okay. <laughs> and the guys are like, okay, your girl's here, man. Go on. And Ike Baron Holtz is like, all right, bro. And then he's like, I guess I'm going. And then she's like, you don't understand. Your life is in danger. danger and yeah. at no point is he like, oh, then let me go get my guys. <laughs> let me save. He's like, he, nobody believes Anybody, any, nobody believes when they're told that there is danger afoot. They all think, you're lying. Or I don't believe you. Or this is the my, way what flirt. I want matters more. Right. My narrative trumps your reality. And with that, I'm going to come to you for some questions. You got one? All right, you come over to me. All right. Uh, first, uh, and uh, give me your best wolf call. And then uh, you're quite like, I'll go, oh, I'm not like that. Give me one of those. And then ow, ow, ow. Amazing. Now, what's your, what's your question? So in this movie, I feel like they tried to set Seraphine up as the good That's woman. her name. <laughs> <laughs> Seraphine. Because she gets her hearts from the hospital. So right. But she stole it straight out of an open heart surgery. That was oh so my god. Oh, that's a good point. God, that's a good point. I assume she took the bad heart, but I guess there's only one. It wasn't necessarily a transfer. How funny would it be if they were like, and well, let me just get that. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> well, that's what happened. That You're right. The surgeon's looking for well, the it. Well, surgeon where, where did it go? Out, and he's like, I was doing this heart transplant. Oh, that's right. And somebody just took the heart. Do you, have you seen it? How is, yeah. how is your day at work, babe? You know the weirdest <laughs> thing happened. Great question. Wow. So, yeah, you're right. Let's add that person to the death toll because they're I, but dead. I, by the way, she's trying to be an ethical werewolf. You know, she's trying to be Which is like, hard. But you know, no, that's somebody who's died. Like, oh, that's a rough one, though. Somebody who's waited on a list for years for a heart transplant? <laughs> that somehow is better? I, well, no. listen, this is a great 
spot to pause the podcast and talk about donating our organs. I'm signed up as an... I'm dead fucking serious. I'm dead serious. Absolutely. You got to You got to donate them. those organs. I got to get, you know, if but, shit goes down, but, but somebody's... Put werewolf claws in there. They I don't no werewolves stolen by werewolves. No, yeah. <laughs> no. Yes, I, yes. I will donate my organs, but not to werewolves to make to make heart smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, your best werewolf call in your question. Okay, it's Lindsay. Oh, nice. Friend says weak. Do it again. It's like there was something you guys missed after like the whole sex scene in the cemetery. Julie Bowen goes, I just want someone to sleep in the wet spot. And that was a real big thank you okay. so much. Okay. We didn't miss it. We so, didn't miss it. We were trying to erase it from our minds. Thank I you wrote, so much. I wrote this down. I wrote this down because this is a joke construction or a thing that is in so much of so much content of like, who's gonna sleep in the wet spot? Does anybody here, when's the last time anybody here ever was like, who's gonna sleep in the wet spot? <laughs> like, or, or it was but, like, or it was like, I guess I'm sleeping in the wet spot. How many, raise your hand if you've recently had a wet spot. This lady? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, put a towel down. What? It just seemed like something the 90s was very concerned about. The, 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 the 80s. The, the 80s, 80s and 90s were and obsessed And early 90s with, were like, obsessed with the, the wet, spot. wet spot. As if it's like, and the true, the true absolute most disgusting piece of disrespect is, I slept in the wet spot. <laughs> or the greatest piece, and you know what was great about him? He slept in the wet spot. And I'm like... What's a wet? When's the last time you ever saw a wet spot? Put a goddamn towel down like a fucking adult. I am up very in the upsetting. fourth balcony. Oh. Honestly, like that balcony, babe. Where? Oh, up that, there. It that balcony is full of wet spots. The, the it's just like one thing, giant wet spot. The entire thing ends in a drain. <laughs> your best werewolf call and your question. That's right. that's Scooby Doo. As a matter of fact, yeah. let, me get, let me get all of Balcony Four to do a werewolf call. One, two, three. Oh. All right, your question. Okay, so speaking of heights. The geometry of the Eiffel Tower has to be the worst building to bungee jump off. Okay, this is great to know. Break it down. Why? It it goes like this. I mean, like you fall. That's the, the Eiffel Tower. It's not a straight. It's not a straight. Would fall I thought into, about that. You would fall into the middle of the tower you first. Have to. You'd have because to. Because it expands out like a pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. You would of bounce off of multiple levels. Especially because of the way he jumps off to get it's like her, jumping which is off a pyramid. Down. Yes, it's like jumping off of Nicolas Cage's grave, and or a tomb, whatever it is. It's a it's essentially a pyramid with a long top. So you would die in the middle. Have Secondly, to. He has a piece of paper with mathematical equations, which are 
wrong. What was, has, what, yeah, can I ask, what was that? He has the, the gravity listed as oh. three meters per second, which is just at, flat out wrong. That's not an ex- You're telling, I'm sorry. Like, what is that comparable? I'm so sorry, hang on. It is 9.8 meters per second. Square. You're telling me that. It's not. All right, Dallas. Okay. By the way. Okay. By the way, you're telling me that all so- of level four, all of level four, are like, yeah, finally someone said it. <laughs> but my point is, how are you that smart and are in balcony four? <laughs> These fucking morons knew how to get a seat early. <laughs> These dummies are like, I don't know, <laughs> werewolves, and you're like. The measure of gravity per second is, and, and you're like, but uh, but I'm one and one fourth mile away from the show. Jason, June, uh, obviously, yes, we had opinions about this film, but there are people out there with a different opinion. It is now time for second opinions. He met Seraphine, not at all, Moulin yes. Rouge, no, but jumping off the Eiffel Tower. Boy, he took a leap, he grabbed her by the feet, yeah. Give me, give me five stars. <laughs> you know I love a real green screen. Give me, give me bad CGI. Did you see the boobs on Seraphine? Oh, amazing. Hey, Shelby. What's your name? She said it, she said it. Shelby. Shelby. Shelby, everybody. Amazing, Shelby. She's too cute. And for those of you listening at home, you just heard a great song while we heard 46 of them. (laughs) All over a minute. No. uh, And some of them weren't songs. At all. They were just things that happened to us. These are five-star reviews called from Amazon.com. There are 249 total reviews. 63% are five-star. That's it, 63%. Wow. And this one goes... um, This one is written in 2020 by Jay West, and it starts off like this. I thought this was just as good as the original, but it doesn't surpass it, though. I love the hilarious scenes when Andy ate the condom and blew it like a balloon and it landed in a guy's soup. And then when Andy found out that Seraphine was in the hospital and he talks like in a funny voice. I thought that when Seraphine jumped on Andy in her bed and took off her shirt and showed her boobs was a good scene. The effects of the werewolf looked totally real. The storyline was a lot different than the original. I'm glad they went a different direction. It would have been boring if the director went in the same direction like the original. The acting was hilarious and good too. Great performances and roles by Tom Everett Scott, Julie Bowen, and Julie Delpy. I recommend it if you love werewolves. Five stars. The greatest remake to the original. But yeah, he also calls it a sequel. So, uh, and I think it is a sequel because I believe that Julie Delpy is the daughter of the people in the first movie. Anyway, uh, that's... Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. And uh, right here, Grant jumps right in and goes, hey, I'm looking for a werewolf movie that has lots of blood, killing, and turning other people into werewolves. Watching the people turn and a lot of other monsters slash demons or vampires that are in the movie too. 
If you know a movie that's like that, email me. <laughs> at at excite.com. Wow. Uh, wow, he doesn't do want to just do, be a dope. Well, we're going to edit that out. But that also, out. like, doesn't want to rely on a Google search or anything. I mean, imagine if, huh, imagine if this was the movie that made, that introduced you to werewolves so much that you wanted more of it. Those are some second opinions. Uh, Jason, June, would you recommend this film? Yes. I would because we've watched so many terrible movies and to me this was not a difficult watch and it was engaging to me and I did enjoy some of the bits and the bobs of comedy in there and I love Julie Delpy I mean I watch her do anything you know I agree I I agree like I I, and not just Julie Delpy I will say this movie is I mean straight up bananas obviously and there's a lot in it that truly as we've talked about tonight just makes no sense and if you are looking to try and track a plot or a story or understand why and what the rules of this story are, you're going to be disappointed. But A, the fact that they're in Paris, great. And the fact that it is Tom Everett Scott, Julie Delpy, Julie Bowen, people who are like carrying this movie. Like Tom Everett Scott is doing incredible work for 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 a man who is inside of a movie where he's like, wouldn't I be upset that like my best friend just died and that I've murdered people and they're like no 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 you just still like the girl and he's like all right and he does it he does it and he makes you believe it my only regret truly is that I had not seen the first movie and I feel like I would have enjoyed it truly even more had I known what yeah what Paul Paul knew as a as a Scholar All of the I'm first movie. Say is, that's like saying you would have enjoyed Godfather 3 if you saw Godfather 2 and 1. And I don't think that that's necessarily true because it, it, it is, it is, it's tangential. It's like, again, I have not seen the first movie, but it's not about, it, I think it stands on its own two feet as a remake I would, and a sequel. I would have loved, uh, is it have the same beats as the first movie, kind of? Yeah and no. That's a good response. I would have loved... What, 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 I, what I liked about this movie was everything we were shown, I was on board for. But whether it be Julie Bowen or Chris, who is Christ on the cross, or, or Dead Brad, I could have watched a movie in which any of them were the lead characters. This movie was fascinating. <laughs> Let me just say... Um, I like this movie. I didn't love this movie, but I found myself engaged by it because of the three actors. Were you engaged to it? Well, (laughs) as I proposed to June when we jumped off the Champs-Élysées, like it was very similar. Uh, I thought that, uh, no, I thought it was fun, and I actually thought that I wanted more of the Julie Bowen when she was a creature and like she was screaming and blood was coming out and her eye popped well, out. I was like, because she that. was doing bits. Yeah, it was so she was, good. She was in a different movie. Frankly, one that I suspect I would have liked more. Well, and that seems like, and that seems like more like the first movie, right? Ask yourself, buddy. <laughs> well, I will say, even based on what we saw from the clip you yeah. played, the first movie has a more 
a lighter touch. Yes. You know, and the Julie Bowen's performance works inside of that. It's like she saw the first movie and she's yes. like, oh, we're doing that, right? And then they're like, sure. Now, that's it. Um, Jason, uh, what do you want to plug? Um, I will plug the Amazon Prime show Paper Girls. Um, a phenomenal show based on the Brian K. Vaughn, Cliff Chang comic book. So it is so fun. It is incredibly compelling. All of these young actors are absolutely fantastic. And if you, and if you stick around through the show, guess what? I'm goddamn in it. So... June. I'm doing a couple of episodes of Phoebe Robinson's show, Everything is Trash, on Freeform. And I think the last two episodes I'm in are coming up pretty soon. But if and you haven't seen it, check it out. This summer on Unspooled, we're doing a whole series, uh, series about... Uh, we're doing a whole series about heroes and villains. We've done movies like RoboCop and Fatal Attraction. And then Quentin Tarantino just came on uh, last week on the show. And we talked about Richard Lester's Three Musketeers, which is super fun. And then every Thursday for free, Rob Hubel and I do a show online called uh, Thursdays with Rob and Paul. Also, next week, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks comes out, and uh, that is streaming without commercials. I, I, you know what? I'm going to throw out, if you're going to watch, if you, it's Star Trek Lower Decks is incredible, and it was one of my all-time so favorite shows of the last few years. I'm also in Star Trek Prodigy. I'm going to throw that out, yeah. and it's also fantastic. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you to the staff here. Thank you to our stage manager. Thank you to our tech people. Thank you to everybody here. Thank you for coming. We'll be back again. Bye-bye, everybody. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.